At the next race, I helped the coach set up for training day, trained and prepared for the race. I was told that Willie Scheffler was going to be there, and everyone seemed to be afraid of him. Everyone spoke about him as a no-nonsense, gruff director and head coach of the U.S. ski team. Mr. Scheffler was a close friend to John F. Kennedy and Walt Disney and oozed confidence. From what was said, he reminded me of my dad. I was used to my dad, so it didn't scare me to meet him, but I knew he would be a person of authority. I was getting ready in the start area for the first run of the John Solemn race, and suddenly he's standing right in front of me while I'm preparing to race. This would become a major turning point for me and my career. Mr. Scheffler had a loud, gravelly voice and grunted at the end of a sentence. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life Podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And I hope you will tell your friends and co-workers and relatives to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com or YouTube and subscribe, download, click on like, rate, and review us, and become an 831-er, somebody that inspires someone else to live their best life because we've inspired you. It's 13 days to the 32nd Olympic Games, less than two weeks, and 45 days to the 16th Paralympic Games coming up in Tokyo. At that precise moment, based on what I had been told, I did not know what to expect, and at first I thought he was going to tell me that I could no longer train with the U.S. ski team. I observed, and it seemed that every other racer in the start area had stopped their conversation, and their eyes were on me. Hunter, he grunted. When are you going to race the way you train? I stammered. Uh, what do you mean, Mr. Scheffler? I watched you training and racing, and you go a lot faster in training than you do in racing. If you raced the way you train, you would kick my boy's butt, and I want you to wake them up. I was intimidated at that point, and this challenge to my confidence revealed it. I said, uh, what happens if I fall or go out of the course? Who cares, he bellered. I would. I wouldn't want to let my country down and my team down and myself down for failing. Now he was yelling. Your country? Your team? Yourself? Where are they? I know you are here by yourself. I know how you get around. I know what you do to eat. You need to start to represent your country to the best of you. You are better than you're showing. You carry gauge, shovel ruts, tear down courses, and every run is like a race when you're training. I've timed you, and you're faster than anyone here. You should go home if you're going to waste your time. U.S. racers were used to this, and I could see guys smiling and laughing, and I felt like I was standing in front of my dad, who knew what to do and how to do it, but did not know how to tell you. This was different. The fact that he paid attention to me showed that he respected me. This added fuel to my Olympic flame. I had a question, but before I could get it out, he continued. You came down here to get better points and you can keep doing it a few at a time or you can race the way you train and win these races. If you fail, you get back up and try again. But if you don't race all out, then you're not giving yourself a chance. It's called ski racing, not ski touring. Race with all you have or you're cheating you. I took this seriously and gave my word, which once uttered, I couldn't get back, and I had been taught that by my dad. I'll do it, I said. Then he bellowed. When? How about this run, huh? 
My boys need their butt kicked and you are courageous coming here by yourself, seeking rides, food, and no money except for lift tickets and race entry fee. It's time for you to perform on the snow like you do in life. Take the risk and kick my boy's butt. <laughs> I knew in my heart he was right. I'll be watching and if you don't race the same way you train, you might as well go home. <laughs> the word opportunity is a nautical term and it means when your sails hit the perfect wind to get you where you're going. All I could think about was this was an opportunity. I was in a different space when I stepped into the start, and my focus was clear. I vaulted onto the course and let the skis do the work. The next thing I know, I crossed the finish line and noticed a strange thing. I took a couple of deep breaths and was completely refreshed and kept saying to myself, man, that was easy. I had been finishing in the top 15 and then looked at my time. I was stunned and recounted again and again. I was in first place after the first run, and I beat the U.S. ski team, at least those that were in the spring series. My fist points would make a giant swing to the top 50, and most of all, I had discovered what it meant to race the way I trained. My confidence had grown. Mr. Scheffler came up beside me, and let's just say uh, I wouldn't repeat what he said to me in public. For the rest of those spring series races, I was on the podium or around it as I discovered a new level of confidence and performance. I was the lowest point holder in giant slalom in Canada when I got back. Mr. Scheffler and I ran into each other several times after that for a few years. We never spoke, but we smiled and looked at each other. He winked. I winked back. When I retired... He nominated me into the U.S. Ski Hall of Fame 10 years before I was nominated into Canada's. I was the first Canadian male to podium in the World Championships, and when I asked him why he nominated me, he said it was because of the impact I had on his country and racers, and the seven innovations I brought to the world of World Cup ski racing. I knew you took risks. Hitchhiking eating off the plates of others that threw food in the garbage. I knew you were giving all you had to be on the mountain. I knew you gave our coaches assistance and they didn't ask you to. I felt it was time to push you to give all you had on the mountain. Confidence has to be challenged to grow. Doubt comes from the moment you take any risk. We have blind spots and we need 831ers that will help us get through those blind spots. He deconstructed my perspective, then reconstructed it with reframing, and the transformation took time, because time is the measurement of change. But I was transformed. The kindest thing you can do is tell yourself the truth. The kindest thing that happens to us, if we are congruent, is to have those who see it tell us the truth about ourselves, however painful it might be, so we can deconstruct the lies we believe and reconstruct the truth in us so we are transformed to be all that we can be. That's one kind thing that moves us towards living our best life. Maybe it's time to tell yourself the truth or tell someone else that you care about the truth so they can live their best life. However, measure the person first and do it at the right time, in the right way, and with the right words. Confidence is not a destination you arrive at. It grows from what has been making it even stronger every time you exercise it. My quote for the day, our confidence must be placed firmly on the truth we build within us. Thank you for listening, 
And I hope you will have grown and be more confident in living your best life the next time we meet.